So Kristen Nagel, um, thank you for taking the time to chat with me this morning. Bring me up to speed on what has happened. You had a legal battle this week. Yes. Tell me what happened. Yeah, it's kind of hard to even like capture what happened this week because it actually took place in 2020. So we kind of remember what was going on in 2020. We were locked down, restrictions, business closures, uh, children were still not in school, the masks, all the crazy restrictions and lockdowns that were going on at that time. Um, as a nurse, I was seeing the harms that were happening to our communities and I wanted to do something. So a friend and a friend and myself organized a freedom rally in London, Ontario, November 22nd, 2020, uh, to bring support and inspiration to everyone else that might have been feeling the same way. Uh, shortly after that, a few days later, I got served a summons and was charged for going against the Reopening Act of Ontario for organizing and attending a rally. So, um, so three and a half years later, this charge finally went to trial after many pre-trials and court BS and how slow this system is. And the verdict was that I was found guilty for organizing a rally. I think it's under section 10.1 or something of the reopening act of Ontario. And I was fined or sentenced $20,000 for organizing this event. So how has the media treated this their so win? This has been fascinating to me because if you google my name anytime i lose anytime something bad has happened the media is instantly on top of it sometimes they know about stuff faster than i do and they have not touched this case and i think they have not touched it and there's a, a cbc reporter specifically colin butler loves to write uh, negative slanderous articles about me they have not touched this case and i've been looking and finding even the london free press my hometown that paper has not touched it um, the last one they reported on was June of 2023 when we lost our defamation case. They reported on my fine for attending church, which was $12,000. This one, they have not touched. And I think it's because this fine came after the Emergency Act was found um, unrational and unreasonable and unconstitutional. And I think the media knows that they no longer have public support so they no longer have public opinion when they put these articles out i don't know i see it as a win i just think it's fascinating that the media has not picked up on this so why would the judge have ruled in this way with that recent judge mosley's uh, uh decision last week yeah this is inconsistent with that what do you think is going on it's completely uh, unrelated it's con oh, okay. it's completely unrelated which is why um so this was um 2020 a provincial offenses court this is going against reopening act of ontario um so provincially has nothing to do with the the federal case oh yes. i yes. see so I this see. is because at that time like this is when i was going back remembering the rules of 2020 it's insane so in november we were allowed to have a gathering of people outside of a hundred people so you're allowed to have a hundred people gathering but over that then you get slapped with a twenty thousand dollar fine so i had 218 presumably people at my rally and you know that was that was double the allotted amount because that would make a huge wow. difference you know in spreading whatever they think exists which yes. nothing exists so what will be the outcome <laughs> of this it. are you going to challenge this or we're, can you challenge it we're working on looking at an appeal um and seeing uh what that might look like i'm i'm open um to challenging this seeing where we go and um looking uh for help uh and yeah. So you have two more challenges this month. I have two you more mentioned. trials. So one tell the me about the these. Yep, same thing. So I have one coming up at the end of the month. So uh, end of February. And that is for speaking mm -hmm. um, at uh, a protest in 2022. It was actually the day before the convoy started, before the convoy left the West um, to make it to Ottawa. Mm -hmm. So I was charged for speaking at that event. And then I'm also charged for speaking in Cornwall in 21. Mm -hmm.
I had 11 summons in total for speaking at events. So there was 11 charges. Um, what was it? Uh, why can't I do math? Um, seven of them are dropped. Uh, the other one, the other one, um, I was charged for going to church on Easter Sunday, um, and I was fined twelve thousand five hundred dollars for going to church. Mm -hmm. Criminal. Yeah. Criminal. Yeah. So what? What would your message be to Canadians at this point? Well, to not lose hope. Uh, we're seeing that you know a lot of people have moved on with their lives, as you should. I mean. It, it, it was a very traumatic, scary time. And mm -hmm. uh, for the longest time, I was trying to forget about all of it and just trying to move on. But now that I've been able to move away from, you know, the, the, the traumas of it from Canada, you know, mm -hmm. get a little bit of escape this winter, uh, I'm able to kind of re reflect back on how traumatic all of that was for us, how mm -hmm. scary it was, uh, the relationships lost, how stressful it was, uh, the um, just in survival mode. And I think a lot of us are just kind of coming out of that fog as well and finally healing and releasing a lot of that pain and some of us are still stuck in that because it was devastating the things that happened to us so what is my message is to not lose hope that this is not over that this um, new verdict that was out this $20,000 fine has seemed to light a fire under people again has got people speaking out again coming together and Canadians are using their voice to say no, no no more we will not be silenced we will not be scared to speak out we will continue to stand steadfast in our convictions beliefs and values and we will not allow the government to fear us into silencing us so always use your voice yes. it is important no yes. matter how big or how small you think it is the ripple effect is tremendous even if it's one person, you never know what that one person's gonna do with that. And I say this because there was a woman in Elmer, 30 minutes away from my hometown, who organized a freedom rally and her little town ended up putting her town on the mark. 2,000 people showed up. And it's because of this homeschooling mother that I got the courage to then host my freedom rally two weeks later. And then that was just the, um, the spark that yes. kind of set me on my journey. So you never know. And this poor homeschooling mother, Kimberly Neuendorf, um, she got charged to $37,000 for hosting her Freedom Rally two weeks before mine. Mm -hmm. So people are rallying behind you. I hear that the fundraising now yes. has got some... Uh, has some weight to it. Some, some yeah. weight to yes. it. Where where can people direct funds to help you with all these battles? Yeah, um, it's at givesendgo.com um, forward slash Nagel, my yes. last name. Okay. And uh, yeah, and I'm just incredibly appreciative and grateful this fine is twenty thousand dollars plus costs which will probably be another ten or more thousand dollars uh and then the two more trials coming coming up so and then uh lost our defamation case back in 2021 um that verdict just came out in 23 that was a hundred and five thousand dollars split between two of us there's just been you know there's been a lot but oh it, my goodness so who's representing you that one that one's done that defamation one's yes. done no oh, they're now. currently yeah um Rosie Rumpel was amazing. Um, she's not able to do my appeal. I guess uh, I guess you're. It's not. Uh, what's the word? Um, acceptable. That's yes, not the word yeah. I want to use. But to do your own appeal. Oh, so. Okay. So you need to enlist someone else. Yes. So if you want to do an appeal, any idea of who? No. No. It's no. difficult, yeah. isn't it? I don't know many. Yeah. Yes. Now are, you must be encouraged by what's going on in Europe right now. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty to see what's amazing. Yeah. The, the in, announcement with Ursula yes. um, at the European Parliament yes. saying they're backing down. Yeah, yeah. In, the in changes are actually Europe. happening. That yes. is remarkable. And yes. it all started in Germany. Mm -hmm. And so that is a major, major move. 
it feels like they're ahead of us. It started in Germany. It started in Netherlands and then oh, Germany. Oh, yes, and that's everything. true. Yes. It is. It, you're right. Yeah, it they was the Netherlands. Out there, yes. So I'm feeling as though now Europe has caught fire. I just yes. spoke to a German who said, oh my gosh, people are waking up fast there. They realized they've been duped. Yes. Uh, so do you have the same hope for Canada? Do you I, feel as though... Like, I do. I think it's going to be... We're, we're slower. As you know, the conversation we're having, Canada is um, very spread out. Yes. We are a very large country and very spread out and not so organized. Whereas Europe, um, they've been through this. Yes. Um, many of the countries, they know what to do. Um, they've seen it. They've lived it. And they're very um, compact. And they're very they social. And they're very social. They're very social. Yes. Yeah, I think Canadians are not quite so. No. It, but... Um, I, you know, I'm from BC. I'm worried about BC. Yes. There seems to be tremendous compliance. What area of Canada? Maybe Alberta? Where do you think the the engine will really catch fire? Are there uh, certain pockets or, or just rural Canada? I don't know. Probably rural Canada. They, rural yeah, Canada. But yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, Alberta seems to be making some waves. Lots yeah. of um, good stuff are, is coming out of Alberta for sure. I mean, they've had enough with... Um, Ontario like Ottawa for a long time and mm -hmm. you know um, Ottawa keeps trying to put restrictions and rules on their province that are completely unrelated mm -hmm. and not quite in tune with what Alberta is capable of doing so Alberta's wanted to fight back I think against Ottawa for a long time so I think yeah. they finally are in a position to do so um, but I don't know you know you push push people far enough and that's right. We'll, we'll see what what happens and I think we're we're getting to that that point. Mm -hmm. So you're a nurse what would be your advice to Canadians? Because the, the Canadian medical system is very broken. What would be your message to Canadians on the medical front? Can we, first of all, can we trust our doctors and nurses? Can we trust the current system no. to give us good healthcare? No. <laughs> no. What, no. Expand on that. No, the healthcare system's not meant to provide you health or make you well. It's designed specifically to do what it is and to make you a victim, to make you a patient, to make you controlled by someone else and to give over your responsibility to so-called experts that are not trained in health. They're trained in pharmaceuticals, specifically petrochemicals yeah. that are meant to keep you um, captive in their slave program and make you... Um, uh, a customer for life. Yes. So my um, so chronic disease is their mantra. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and if you're trapped a, in a, that, a prescription you're a, for this, a pill for this, a pill yeah. for that. So you're you're deemed as a profit center. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. What it is. It, there's nothing about health in that system. It is a death cult, and that's how it was set up. It was set up that way by the Rockefellers. Uh, they saw an opportunity to profit off of their leftover petroleum from you know their oil company they had. They saw Louis Pasteur coming up with this idea of germ theory. Oh, there's things out there that can harm you and, and hurt you. Oh, well, we have all this um, petroleum. Let's turn this into um, medicine to fight these germs. And that's it. They're invisible. We, we have, you know, a, a life plan here to profit off of people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it, it, I don't say the system is broken because it's set up exactly what it was meant to do. Mm -hmm. it's, it's working perfectly how it was designed. So what we need to do is get informed, become educated, and be become sovereign over our health because the ultimate goal is you are the expert over your body. You know what's going on with your body. You know how to heal your body. And there's so much amazing wisdom out there within our own selves. We have amazing adaptive innate wisdom in our body. Our body is way smarter than we will ever be because we are divinely created with the ability to always heal. We just have to become our own experts and realize all the plant medicines, the gifts, the healing, the sun, everything is that is the around old, us. Which is the old European, mm -hmm. the old Chinese remedies, yeah. which were snuffed out. Yes. Because, Very powerful. Yes, because yeah. it's, it's quackery, because yeah. it works, and it doesn't um, 
allow people to go purchase or give their life to that's petrochemicals. Right. That's right. right? You can't patent nature. No, because, well, they're trying to. They're in trying many to. different ways. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah. you must be seeing a lot of vaccine injury in your travels. People must approach you and say, help, help. Are you quite concerned about the vaccine injury in Canada? Um, I'm, con I'm concerned for people. I think I'm, uh, you know, there's lots of things to be concerned about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that is one um, one of many there's yeah, yeah there's just yeah. many things that i think we need to work on but i think the first part is is realizing that we have handed over our responsibility for too long and it's time to reclaim our power and, and take that back and stop outsourcing because yeah. you know your body better than anyone else and i think we don't give enough attention to our emotional mental uh energy that goes into everything for example I didn't realize how much I was being subconsciously attacked in Canada by the lines in the sky, by not seeing the sun, by messaging flags, all the things, till I removed myself from Canada for the winter. And this huge weight lift off my shoulders and literally uh, 20 pounds of protective weight um, fell, fell off. Um, and it, it has a lot to do with your emotions, your mental capacity, your energy. And I love Dr. Cassie Huckabee because she will always teach life is your medicine. It's not just taking a herb, it's not just doing this, it is everything that you are surrounding yourself in every moment of your day. Is it nourishing you? Is it positive? Yeah. Is it helping you? What does your entire interactions uh, throughout your day look like? And yes. I think this is how we have to change how we move forward. Well, and stress, they always say, is the number one predictor of most you know, chronic disease, yes. cancer, etc. So you're, you're feeling free of that stress being outside of Canada. Yes. It must feel fabulous to it be out. It does feel fabulous. Yes. yes. So anything else that you want to share? Any other message that you want to get out there? Um, I think it's just to not be stuck in the fear. Do not be stuck in the doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. um, to realize amazing things are happening. And it, this isn't new in Canada. You know, it took me a while to realize my kind of unlearning in the medical system started in 2015 with the birth of my first son. But this has been, we've been programmed this way. This is how Canada was designed. We've been socialized this way to, you know, be, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, you know, we'll just do everything we can for everyone and be in this socialized industry and to learn about conveniences. We've been mm -hmm. so convenienced that we don't know how to think for ourselves or to take responsibility to do the hard work. So this is where we're at now is I think it's a beautiful opportunity that this came mm -hmm. to wake up so many people to stop this trajectory of this monotonous path that we've been on to get out of this cookie cutter um, conveyor belt of life the way the society wants us. And now we can actually create the life we want for ourselves and future generations start making that legacy. Now people are creating um, parallel economies with barter it. People are creating alternative um, health centers, my friends in Windsor, the Wellternative, um, many others all over the country with wellness hubs. People are finding other ways to educate, to get um, education back in the home, to bring their kids back in the home. People are looking at birth differently. So right, there's a beautiful, beautiful place right now where people want to learn how to be sovereign, learn about plants, learn about foraging, learn how to take care of ourselves. We're no longer wanting to outsource um, who we are. So I think we're actually in an amazing place to reclaim all this. Um, we've woken up. We're not sleeping anymore in Canada, going along with what we've been told. And I think we have a, a beautiful opportunity to create something um, great for our, our future generations. Well, I appreciate your positivity. Despite mm -hmm. you being under attack, you are ultimately very optimistic, mm -hmm. um, which is really refreshing. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being in the battle, for being brave, being bold. And we are keeping an eye on you. Thank you.
I'll just okay. end with, because eyes above. That's yes. what I keep saying. That's why I have faith, because I know who's ultimately in control. Exactly. And that's all that matters. Exactly. Well, Christian Nagel, mm -hmm. thank you. Thank yeah, you, and thank you. you for your time. <laughs>